0: Hey, it's Seeking Plum. It's been a while, hasn't it? Today, I'd like to touch on the topic of religion. I know, it's a bit uh, touchy one. But I have these conflicting thoughts and ideas running around my head and nowhere to let them escape. So, (laughs) here I present them to you. I grew up in a very religious home I mean I my alphabet was learned with a a scripture verse for each letter G God is love a all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God I can't believe I'm still remembering these from kindergarten my parents believed in speaking in tongues and they would raise their hands at church and they both believed they were prophets and so prophecies also held this very very strong uh, impression and big influence on on someone if you received one. I was given one uh, in my late teens. I would meet my husband in this theater company I joined. We would have three kids and we would become pillars in the church. and this, This thing, in some ways it's kinda cool, right, to hear about what might happen down the line, but in all reality, it was more of a curse than anything. For one, I mean yeah, I'm only like 18, 19 when this happened, but I never wanted kids at that point, and I kept thinking when I got older my mind would change. I and every time i met a guy is this the one is he going to be my husband you know and it just it was a part of my every every waking moment right you wonder if you're you're following the path you need to in order for this prophecy to be fulfilled long story short like these beliefs these inroads into my thinking really influenced my life you know even into adulthood I remember when I was young I'd ask questions maybe about a scripture verse or something that didn't quite make sense to me but there was never a real answer it was either because or pray about it or read this scripture or read that one but there was nothing in my mind definitive but I felt like maybe that's just the way these things are so I just rolled with it I started asking more questions I would say you know later after I'd been married for a number of years when the marriage ended I started asking many more questions I started reading more verses because there were a lot of things that I had believed that you know, you know divorce was evil and you shouldn't you shouldn't do that and How did I reconcile divorce when that's what my husband wanted? It was during that time that I really had to face the reality of things. You know, I began asking more questions and seeking more answers. And since I'd been taught that scripture is where you find those answers and prayers where you find those answers, I went and delved into reading more of the Bible. Mind you, like I said, I had verses that had been memorized, things I had clung to, you know it wasn't like I hadn't read this book but I decided to go in it with more of a questioning perspective. For instance, when God tells Adam and Eve, do not eat from the tree of good and evil, how would they know that it's good to listen to what God tells them and bad to eat from this tree. There's like no concept of that. So, so to fault them for taking that apple, how can we look at that and say, she's, she was wrong. You know, she she didn't know she was wrong. If they didn't understand the concept of good and evil until they partaked partook, had some of that apple, Uh, then how do we even know they had this concept of must obey you know or or we will be punished in some sort of way so all along this feels like the biggest setup ever so he's all-knowing right he he's the Alpha and Omega he knows what has happened what is what will be so he knows you're gonna eat from this tree obviously right? We have no concept, good or evil. And he knows he's going to punish Adam and Eve by exiling them and having them suffer through life. And in order to have eternal life, then they must obey. They must worship and adore him. You know, it just, it feels like this massive game, this setup to, to manipulate Adam and Eve into a situation essentially manipulating mankind into this situation and you have a choice to obey or not to obey to worship or not to worship but if you don't then you will burn for all eternity and to me like that ultimatum because that's essentially what it is is like a gun to the head to me these things are abusive they are manipulative they are nasty to say my Heavenly Father is testing me because he loves me do you know of any parent apart from an abusive one who would set up a scenario for you to fail just to teach you a lesson any loving parent that would offer an ultimatum like, I, I don't see that as a loving... And I, and I know that... I'm going to hear Christians say that he's a higher power, he's a God, he's not a human. So his way of interacting is different. But if we look at a human and say, that behavior is wrong, then why are we excusing it for him? Eventually, I... I relinquished my beliefs. It was a long, difficult path because those neural pathways were so ingrained. But the more I realized and remembered that this admonishment or that admonishment was about shame, about manipulation, like the more it released me, empowered me. The more And I know this sounds counterintuitive to people who believe, but the more I let go, the bigger, the more amazing, the more awe-inspiring the universe became. It suddenly was so much larger, so much more amazing. I was so much more insignificant. And you'd think that being insignificant would make me feel alone, uh you know, maybe worthless or whatever, but it didn't, it was quite the opposite. I felt gratitude that I exist, that I can witness, that I can learn. And because I was free from these beliefs, then my horizons were broadening. Not because I was seeking out evil things to explore and do, but because when I was asking questions, when I was exploring, I wasn't limiting myself by what I previously believed. Okay, so that's the long lead-up here. Now, now I'm in this dilemma. My father died a few years ago, which I think I've, I've mentioned here in a previous episode. But if I had spoken to him about my beliefs and had some sort of a conversation, my concern was that... Even if it created the smallest chink in his belief that I would be somehow responsible if he came to a place where he, quote unquote, lost his faith. And because I knew he didn't have long, you know, years ahead of him in his life, I felt like I would be taking something away from him. His belief in the afterlife, you know, going home to his father. And these things, it felt cruel to even speak about some of these things with him. And so for the longest time, I've felt the same way. like if i uh, if I ran into somebody I knew who is a believer or a stranger, like I didn't want to speak to them about these things because I was worried about being responsible for if they don't come to the same conclusion, if they don't have this, Release this experience of awe that I have had and instead it sends them into a different darker place I didn't want to be responsible for that but the more I think about it because I see this belief system as cruel and manipulative and abusive by not saying something I'm complicit And I don't want to be complicit in that. If I knew someone was being abused and to just let it happen, like, how could I live with myself? And then there's this idea that there's an arrogance here, right? In even believing that I might quote-unquote know better, you know, to, to speak to these people who do believe and and I feel stuck. Do I remain complicit, or do I worry about, you know, people perceiving me as arrogant? Does it matter? Are, are their lives going to be drastically changed? Is it a guarantee? And I don't think we could say it's a guarantee that their lives would be changed if I spoke up and said something. And then, I start thinking, if I speak to somebody who is a believer about these questions, you know, questioning the scriptures, the things that they believe, is it not just another form of some sort of religion and being evangelical about the idea that he does not exist? I think of myself as an agnostic atheist, (laughs) which some might argue is not really a thing, but. I don't believe he exists but I don't know that he doesn't in some ways I don't want to take away what somebody values so dearly but on the other hand if I think of it as being helpful at a, in a time for instance we can find a crutch is helpful when we break our leg right and it can help us until we heal but if we continue to use that crutch year in and year out Then it begins to morph our body, physically, uh, our mentality, what we can and cannot do. And we lose strength maybe in our leg because we're not using it the way we should. And, And so then to take away that crutch, it's painful to begin with, but it can, it's ultimately better for the person, right? But am I just selling myself on this idea? Religion is such a funny thing. It really is. I I don't know. I think that because I've had the experience I've had of seeing the ugly and the good, and then having coming out of religion, I want this freedom, this awe to be something others experience. <laughs> And as I say that, I feel like that is exactly something a believer would say. They want someone else to experience the joy, the security, the love, you know, of belief. And, and then to say that my belief is any different or better, we all think we're right. So yeah, these are questions that have rattled around in my head and continue to and I don't think I'm any closer to any answers but uh, there they are my thoughts my questions my ponderings (laughs) for your perusal thanks for popping in and listening and Maybe, maybe there'll be more in the future. We shall see. Until then, stay well, stay curious.